library, thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest. My name is Bonnie, I'm the director of the Dayland Memorial Library, and with me today is Joanne. Hello. Our children's program director, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, and Amy's here, our interlibrary loan specialist. Hi everybody. And we have a special guest today, Lou Springer is coming in. He's a resident of Mount Vernon, and he's so many things. I know. I can't um, wait to talk to him. It could be him. a long interview if we talk to him about all his um, roles in town, and he just turned 78, so we're going to get, yep, we're gonna get some wisdom it. today from him. And this podcast is titled Love Where You Live, because we're in the month of February, mm-hmm. and we're doing a lot of projects to remind the community that we love living here. And it's also a hard time because we're in between, well, it's the dead of winter, mm-hmm. and we're coming up on town meeting, which is always kind of like a tumultuous time, mm-hmm. lots going on there. So we're going to dive right into it with our town crier segment. Um, All the things happening at the library this Friday. We're having Galentine's Day. Do you know what that is? I do. (laughs) It's when women blow off their husbands, their significant (laughs) other, or their boyfriend, and come together to have a fun night of just gals. And uh, we are making a fantastic Valentine. Compliments of you, Joanne. Mm -hmm. Describe what we're making. Um, I do love writing with some white pen on a black paper. We're mm. going to make a beautiful little bird. It looked like an old-fashioned Valentine. It did seem me. like an old-fashioned. I love it. Yeah. So a little crafting and a little flower arranging. Yes, we wanted to have Sue Reese come in and do flower arranging. She She's normally busy. does that with the men, but she is over-the-top busy at Woodman's making beautiful arrangements for everybody. So we're going to take all the skills that she taught us how we to We can make. do it. We can do it. And we're going to make, I call it kitschy Valentine's, because Valentine's Day is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have some vases that have little hearts around them. We're going to drop some carnations and roses. It's going to be darling. And we're making it for ourselves. We're making it for I ourselves. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go out and get your own flowers. You don't have to wait for those. Mm-hmm. And then um, Sunday is the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Patriots aren't playing. Neither are the Bills. Do you guys care who wins? Bengals? No. Rams? I Not have at all. zero interest. Okay, it's all about the food. Do you care about what you might eat that day? Nope. <laughs> nope. Don't even I watch. I sometimes watch the commercials. Right. I come, you know, I take a peek in at my husband every once in a while, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure he would appreciate a good snack. Okay, what about the halftime show? They're saying it's totally for us. Why? It's Who rappers mm. during the age when Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Oh. So, um, you know, if you love Eminem and Snoop Dogg. And, so that's you for know, the Gen Xer yes. in us? So to like maybe okay. tune into the halftime show. All right, I'll do that. It'll be I funny. Do, to I do sometimes. You probably know the words, right? I'm sure I do. <laughs> and um, of course, the Super Bowl doesn't start until late in the evening. So the library has planned a Super Bowl sledding party, mm-hmm. February 13th. That's Sunday at one o'clock. So at Lampson Farm. Roll up to Lampson Farm. Park on the right-hand side of the road, not the left. I'm not going to let anyone block the road and get in trouble for that, right? We're mm-hmm. going to park on the right-hand side. And we're gonna sled and exhaust the children so that they go to sleep, so we can watch the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> it's a fast help. <clears throat> yeah, it's super fast, and it's um, it rained this morning on top of new snow, so it could be like you know more slick. Supersonic. But, supersonic, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Lampson Farm has asked that we do not build jumps <laughs> or any I know, kind of I know. parkour. When I, when I told about it, they accused me. <laughs> 
of building a jump. Like, have, do you think I have the skills? I don't even imagine Nor that you desire. have snow pants or snow boots to go into no. the hill yeah. to do this no, task. No, I'm going to so. be on the top of the hill yeah. drinking hot chocolate. Exactly. I did not build a jump. No, and for um, the record, we are not. We are there to host the event, but um, the parents will be there supervising their children. It's sled at your own risk, and if you don't have a sled, <laughs> borrow one of ours because we bought five sleds for the library, and people have been borrowing them. It's so. been, it, that has been a really yeah. um, successful project. Oh, that silly phone. Let me get it. All right, I'll let you yeah, get, get it. it. Um, I ordered a special sled um, because I couldn't resist. Oh. I posted it on my Instagram page when I got it because I was so excited. Ooh, it's a unicorn it. <gasps> tube flow. Oh my gosh. Um, not because I want to sled on it. I just want to sit on it at the top of the hill and fun, watch right? all the kids. Because, like, you know, it's a long time standing up there. So if you want to find me, look for a unicorn. And I'm going to let any kid ride mm. that thing down the hill. That could be very Instagrammable. I think so, yeah. too. So I couldn't resist. It was a steal Good for the gram. Amazon. Fun. Yeah, so hopefully we'll see lots of people out there. Um, we're also Super Bowl themed. The Super Bowl Soup Drive, the Girl Scout Daisy Troop. Yeah, Daisy Troop, not the Girl Scouts. They came in and they're super organized. The yes. leader of that troop had a really good box and it's all decorated and they're collecting the soup sign. Yep. Big to sign. give to share. And you have until Saturday, this Saturday, the 12th. Very good. And um, if any more soup shows up, like we'll be happy to deliver it. But mm-hmm. um, that is one of their charity. Um, maybe they're getting a badge for that. Something. Oh, maybe. But yeah. this is a new troop, so let's a great support idea. them. You can get soup over at the general store and just walk it across the street. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, someone put some beef stew in there already. It looks good. Yeah. I have to I interrupt. I promise we won't eat it for lunch. I have to interrupt with the funniest phone call we just got. Oh. One of our favorite patrons, Emily. <laughs> Neverson. Just called. She's on her way to the fruits, the farm market. Uh-huh. Wondered if we needed any. I sure do. Raspberries. Right away. <laughs> she said, I said, we're all set. She said, you're not even asking the others? And I said, we're doing a podcast. That's what I love about Tiny Town. We're just mm-hmm. checking in. Do you guys need some fresh fruit? So anyway, that was super cute. It was very we nice. We love her. Yep. Super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, another big event on the radar for the library is the new library project, Info Night. It's Tuesday, February 22nd at the Mount Vernon Village School. And we're going to start at 630 um, the library trustees have gotten um, all new images from the architects and um, some new estimates and kind of want to catch the community up on the project and open up um, a question answer type of evening. Mm-hmm. So if you have any questions about the library project or you want to come see the vision or you're new to town and you have no idea what I'm talking about, the new library project, what? Um, this session should answer all the questions of you know, where is the library, new library going? How much does it cost? How big is it? Um, all that stuff. And so we're excited. This is maybe the third time we've done this where we have invited the community to come catch up with this us. This has extra stuff. Though. It's got mm. extra stuff. Sneak peek. Mm-hmm. I heard that the architect has um, like a 3D video that will walk you through the building. Magical. That sounds right. amazing. So that's like five years worth of work rolled into a short video to show you, you know, what it could look like. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's exciting. So nice. we're hoping for a good turnout. Don't miss on that. that. Don't miss that. And then don't miss this one. I love this event. What is Meet it? Meet the candidates. Oh my night. gosh, I know. So in Tiny Town, if you're listening from afar, uh, we have an old-fashioned town meeting style, you know, government here and um, you run for office and declare your candidacy and we have candidates we have a a race for selectmen this year so that's like our mayor or what did the kids say yesterday it's like the principal of 
this hat. I'm like, it's true. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so there's three selectmen, and every year there one has to rerun. And so this year, Tim Barry is up for re-election, and John Quinlan has challenged him. So mm-hmm. those two candidates will be there to answer any questions you might have. Don't be afraid. Go to the microphone and ask your question of I your can't wait. selectmen. And then also, interestingly, there are two school board positions and three people running for those two mm. seats. Oh. So in a year where we have mm. literally never seen school boards get so much press, like this is important, right? So I might go to the microphone, heads mm-hmm. up to people running for school board. I might ask a book banning question. Mm-hmm. Like that could be a deciding factor for me. Like for how sure. you feel about book banning? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about teachers having to submit lesson plans a year in advance without even knowing the number of children in their class? Like all those questions, right? Loaded questions, super loaded questions. But mm-hmm. I think you should be prepared to answer loaded questions. Well, hopefully day. the candidates will take you up on your invitation. So that's the other yes. thing. We've sent the invitation out. They do not have to attend, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could just say, I'm good. I'm going to stay in that night. I I don't want to talk to my subjects. Yes. That's a bad, bad But idea. I'm hoping for a nice panel. And then the people who are running unopposed, it is so gracious of them to show up. But if mm-hmm. you want to meet Lori Brown as our town treasurer, she's running unopposed. Belinda Yeaton, she'll be there as the clerk taking minutes, but she's your clerk. Mm-hmm. If you want to meet these people who make decisions about, you know, everything that happens in your town, join us at Meet the Candidate Night. We'll have a little bit of refreshments. I have invited the Girl Scouts. I love those Girl Scouts. And push those cookies on us, right? Like mm-hmm. Thin Mints Yay. might be there. So uh, Bobby Billow, thank you so much. I hope you'll be there with the girls. And then, of course, looking forward, town voting, Tuesday, March 8th. Mm-hmm. Are you registered to vote? Yes, of, of course. course. Excellent. When you arrive between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., the Friends of the Library will be there with a bake sale. <laughs> and there might be some people um, with information there uh, about warrant articles, right? So like the wetlands maybe conservation commission is there to talk to you about the new wetlands warrant article they have or the firemen might be there to show you what the fire truck looks like before you vote yes or no on it so uh voting day is more than just going in and voting you might bump into you know some people that are trying to sway your vote and then town meeting wednesday march 9th at 7 p.m get there early don't mm-hmm. come at seven mm-hmm. all the seats will be filled mm-hmm. um come a little bit early check in get your little piece of paper because we're voting by hand as always don't yep. forget your id don't forget your id or yeah yeah what else mm-hmm. do you need that's it right. your id uh we're not sure if there's masks so we're kind of like i know t- tomorrow night at the school board meeting the deliberative session they are requiring masks mm-hmm. even though we're in the green and the school children and the teachers don't have to we're still going with masks so I- i'm thinking that we're going to still be doing that mm-hmm. but pay attention to the town website okay um i had a suggestion some people wanted us to um maybe discuss not town gossip but um mm-hmm. some things that are happening around town that maybe not news or we don't know the answer to oh like maybe i'm calling it dropping the tea excellent <laughs> so speculating um <clears throat> any any good gossip around town that you have heard about well there is a house for sale on main street and do it we happens have a, to be my neighbor do we have home. a new neighbor coming it sounds like uh, if you were to go on realtor.com it would say pending Oh, Ooh. that's some hot tea. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Main Street homes don't often go up for sale. No, they don't. And so this is a charming little historic home and has been in the same family for generations. So there's some work to do on it, but it's got loads of potential. It's mm. beautiful, 
location, mm -hmm. let's say. And I've heard that the people are from Maine, and I don't know, but there's been a lot of activity over there. Mm. So that's good tea. Stay tuned. Um, I'll drop some tea. I heard that the spring gala date is tentatively set for May 21st. So Ooh, you May, heard that? I'm going to put that right on my calendar. From the president of the Friends of the Library. Okay. She inquired because they we have um, a plant sale. We have and, things to do. Yeah, we have things to do. So if spring gala is really on May 21st, mm -hmm. you're going to want to stop by and buy a plant. We're going to do junk jewels. That's another tea. Mm. Junk jewels is back for spring Yay. gala. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I have things to say, Bonnie. What? I have things to say. Um, Wizarding Week is back. Oh, drop the tea. What's that? Yay. That's huge. Well, we had to take a, a two-year hiatus because of the plague of COVID, but we are back at it. Um, April vacation is Wizarding Week. It's a full, You heard it here first on the podcast. A full week of deep imaginative play about all things Harry Potter. And I will be having an information night on Wednesday, February 16th at the NPR. So from that's 7 the, to 8. For this the is for the adults. These are for if you are looking for a volunteer opportunity, if you have thought, what is this Wizarding Week? I wish I knew something about it or I wish I could help. I love Harry Potter. And Miss Joanne never yes. asked me. <laughs> I'm asking you. I'm asking you right now. Um, February 16th from 7 to 8 in the NPR. Uh, come and learn about how you might help out for the funnest week in your life. It is mad. I'm not exaggerating. I could not be more excited that Harry Potter Wizarding Week is coming yep. back um, yep. because all the effort that went into the first two years has just mm -hmm. been hidden away and it's ready to come out. Mm -hmm. And um, I heard that you even have like the food lined up. This, yep. The kids come in in the morning and they stay through lunch. And uh, for the kids Quidditch. that don't get to go anywhere for the break, I mean, right. this is a destination. I've heard some people cancel their Disney trip to go to um, It is true? the truth. Mm -hmm. Sometimes children have made their parents angry <laughs> because they don't want to go to Disneyland if they could go to Wizarding Week Camp. So that is fabulous. I was at the school with you, Bonnie. Just yesterday, we were doing another project, a community art project, and so many kids came up to me wanting to know if it's on and could they sign up. Okay. And um, the kids that have already come, I'll be sending out the letter for to them very soon. Mm -hmm. So returning students mm -hmm. get the first chance. And then... Yep. They had a big disappointment uh, the last time when we had to cancel. It, it was, was so sad. It yep. was um, kind of just before the event, so people had already... Paid, they'd signed up. They those were dark. They days. were ready. Those that were dark days. Yeah, so yeah dark days. I'm really like... excited about that. And of course, we're doing our community art project, Bonnie. Yeah. So this is exciting. So this kind of goes with the love where you live situation, okay. mm -hmm. right? So in the past, we've done love where you live and highlighted kind of the good things that are happening around town during the month of February. But this mm -hmm. is a little bit different. It's, right. We okay. So I'm also going to be asking any person in town that would like to participate also to draw a paper house, a house that's 2D that I can attach to the wall in the NPR. And you and I went to the school and worked with Patty Garrity, the librarian over there at the village school. And every single child in the school made a paper house that we'll be putting up on the wall. And the community art project is called We All Live Here Together. So if you 
listening out there would like to submit a paper house, a house that you live in or your dream house or uh, an idyllic house in Mount Vernon, uh, drop it off to the library um, within the next couple of weeks. And when you come in to town meeting and town vote, you can see all the beautiful houses because we all live here together. We're not enemies. What I loved about yesterday was um, for the kindergartners, you gave them like Mm -hmm. a white lunch bag Mm -hmm. and... They taught them it. how to cut it, and we added roofs, and they did all of that. And mm-hmm. they're darling. There's rainbow houses and unicorn houses mm-hmm. and all kinds. And then as the kids got older, the houses got a little bit, you know, more intricate, mm-hmm. and people were putting doors, windows. My cat's looking out the window. Look. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, it's quite fantastic. And if people want to stop by the library, there'll be supplies here. Maybe yes. the white lunch bags. Right. Or you them. could make your own. On just We're looking on, for eight and a half by 11. That, not, that about size. Unless yeah. you have to build a mansion and that's your dream. But it needs right. to be flat, remember, Correct. people. It's going on a wall. Mm. Correct. So when you go to town meeting, where mm-hmm. will this be? Around? In the NPR. It'll be in the NPR and you can just take a moment out of what might be theatrics. Um and a little bit of stress about how are we spending our tax dollars. Take a minute to look around and think about all the people that live in your town. And you also uh, had a book out, an, an antique book. I think I might do a, I might do a story time on it. I love this antique our book. Our town meeting. It's yeah, called. it was a town, pe- town meeting you and me or something. Uh-huh. And it was a Civics 101 picture book. Um, so specifically good. about New England town meeting, and you just replaced the name of the city they said with Mount Vernon, mm-hmm. and it was literally us. It was oh so gosh, perfect yes. how it said, "We need to take care of our things." Yeah, it's like yes, right. People. We go to town meeting, mm-hmm. and so the, they also worded it like, "When you go to town meeting, you review how you spent last year's money mm-hmm. and you what you might want to vote through." the next year to mm-hmm. take care of your town take care of your things and, mm-hmm. and that included roads buildings you know and yeah. it's just so beautifully worded i'm definitely mm. going to take that book for um a story time a i'm gonna do a little time. amazon search and see if i can find other copies because it's just that old that people would have deleted it from their collections and mm-hmm. there is one oh. offensive page that, <laughs> that says that you will elect um the men, men, the men to want to run selectmen, and then the men will run for selectmen, and it's like well, that's a quick edit, because <laughs> anybody can run for selectmen. Mm-hmm. Sure, town resident, and um, you know maybe maybe we'll have an all woman board someday. So well, it's 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 interesting um, to look at a book that is outdated in that manner. And today I was looking, I was, maybe I was on Instagram. There was um, a post about Kamala Harris being the first. A woman of color to be our first vice vice president, and if you don't know that that's a big deal, this is why it's a big deal. And then they had all the vice presidents' pictures up on this post, oh. and it said, um, "If you look at the circled in red fella, um, Kamala Harris would have been a, a slave at that time. If you look at this mm. guy circled in um, green, um, she wouldn't have had the right to vote. And then mm. this one in yellow, and it was like the 60s. Yeah, not long ago. She yeah. wouldn't have been able to have her own checking account. And it's like, you guys, this is like a big deal. So mm-hmm. it's important sometimes to look at a book that is outdated and just talk about how things have changed mm. and to be glad that they've changed. Be glad that so. they've changed. 
No need to get rid of it. Um, well, I'm looking forward to the installation. Thank mm -hmm. you for doing another community, you know, installation over there. It's good times. And I do love where we live. So, um, mm -hmm. and I, I love that evening. I recommend everybody go to town meeting, um, even if it's just for the live show. It took me, you know what? <laughs> it took night. me a little while to love town meeting. In the beginning, it, it made me feel very uncomfortable mm -hmm. because it can be heated and I don't like confrontation. I don't like confrontation. Mm. Um, but it's grown on me, the importance of it. And of course, now over the years, you know the key players. You know, you know, Eileen Neighbor, 17 Beach Hill Road, or right. it's 18 or whatever. She'll go up there. There are people looking and people taking care of our things. Mm -hmm. right. So I love it. Um, I also love that when people go to the microphone with accurate information, it can like sway the vote, mm -hmm. right? Someone just simply goes up to the microphone to clarify, and then you're like, oh, that makes sense. I am voting for that. Whereas mm -hmm. maybe you came in the door and you're like, I am not voting for that. Right. And then a person of authority goes up and clarifies. So, exactly. Right. Keeps it simple. So. All right. Well, remember to love where you live. We are rolling into segment two with the phone ringing because we're open, of course. We're not shy. We're doing this on our own time here, right? So yep. um, segment two is book recommendations with the best, Amy. If you did not tune into our last podcast, she did best of 2022, tons of books there, and we did put it in the show notes. Um, pick up on some of those, but I'm assuming you're going to talk about books that you love. Absolutely. But, um, what can we expect from you today? So I'm I'm not going to talk for hours on end. <clears throat> the end of the year, December was a big a big list because there was lots to talk about, lots so of books, good. the whole year's worth of books, and then what I was looking forward to for this year too. So I'm going to go back to my normal format of just one new book that I loved, one older book that I loved, and then a couple things that are coming out soon that I'm hoping to read. <clears throat> so for the new book, I wanna mention How High We Go in the Dark by Sequoia Nagamatsu that just came out, I wanna say it was the 22nd of January. So it's brand new out. Um, it was fantastic. I really, really loved Ooh, it. I know this one's gonna be- You already read it. I already read it. I actually was able to listen to the audiobook and loved it. And um, it's, it's, it's a story where it feels like if, if you've read Cloud Atlas or I'm trying to think of what the other book that is similar. Um, so it's, it's almost like you're reading uh, short stories and then you see how the stories are interconnected as time goes on. And it starts off, um, interestingly enough, with a plague that there are scientists at, I can't remember if it's the Arctic or the Antarctic, but they they inadvertently unearth some old um, germs and it, it unleashes a plague. Sounds and, familiar. And, so the, and then all of the rest of the stories are go, some of them only go a little forward in time, some of them go way hundreds of years forward in time, and it's how that plague then rippled through all these people's lives, and then it's, you, you as the stories go on, you start to see how the people are all connected. Oh, this is the son, this is the daughter of that person. So and do we know this author from another? It's, I think he's a debut author. I think oh, this is his debut. first novel. Tell me the novel again. I was stepping away answering the mm. phone. Again. How High We Go in the Dark by Sequoia Nagamatsu. Just I'll be sure to pick this up. It was really beautiful. I just, I loved the way 
that the book does such a great job of really coming full circle and you you get all these really beautiful poignant glimpses of of just like a slice of life of this is how the plague affected these people and it's it's their this moment in their lives maybe it's not directly it's not like oh suspense thriller or it's not that it's just mm-hmm. this is this moment in their lives of how things have rippled forward and affected them or not affected them um i loved it it was beautiful <clears throat> an older book that i read recently um is called the gravity of birds by tracy guzman which interestingly was also a debut book but it came out in i want to say like 2014 maybe so maybe a month ago i was pulling books for interlibrary loan so i've got my little list in my hand and i'm in the back and i'm okay yep grabbing books and i grabbed the book next to this one and the cover caught my eye i went it's it's this beautiful bird cage the gravity of birds and i I look at the description and it talks about missing artwork and the the sisters and there's this relationship and i went oh i need to read this that's totally you this sounds great (laughs) um and i loved it it was it was really really good it had there's like sibling rivalries going on and there's a bit of a mystery and then it ends up being even i don't want to say more of a mystery but there's there's more there than what you originally expected or thought the way the way you were being led to okay this is what's happening oh now I see what's happening right. so it was family relationships beautiful um, book cover yes it's got beautiful cover right. tricks so by that, the cover yep trick by the cover so if that um maybe want to read it and I really enjoyed it um so that's that now books that are coming out that I'm looking forward to reading on February 15th a book called Our American Friend by Anna Petoniak which it's, I've heard it described as a Cold War era spy thriller crossed with a fictional biography of a first lady. Mm, that so I thought that one sounded like it. It said for people that liked, um, oh darn, what was the book? Um, it just came out. I'm blanking. Um, it was It'll the, come back for you. Yeah. Anyway, um, there have been a couple kind of spy thriller. Um, the Secrets We Kept. That's the book that I was trying to think Ooh. of. So for people that, that like Russian, that. Russian, right? Yes. yes. Like, and so it's sort of, you know, similar kind of spy thriller <clears throat> sort of things. And then, so that's February 15th. And then on February 22nd, um, Lucy Foley, who she wrote The Hunting Party and The Guest List. She has a new book coming out called The Paris Apartment. So that's another oh, sort of people have been talking about thriller. That. So, and I, I really enjoyed both The Guest List and The Hunting Party. So I'm looking forward to her new book. And then um, Stephanie Robel has a book coming out same day, February 22nd, called This Might Hurt. It's also a thriller. It's, it involves two sisters. One of them kind of gets involved in this sort of maybe cult, and there's like <laughs> secrets and lies and what's going on. And um, Stephanie Robel wrote Darling Rose Gold, which came out, ooh, was that last year or the year before? Maybe 2020. Um, and that was really good, too, another sort of, thriller relationships it seems like that's her her niche is like uh, that was a mother-daughter relationship kind of thing set against a thriller backdrop and now this is two sisters and it's a thriller so maybe that's that's where she enjoys writing so looking forward to that one too i read guest list and there was a rumor they were going to make a movie out of it because it would have been a really good good. ensemble movie yes because it's the wedding party Mm -hmm. and all the guests trapped on this island exactly and so i thought ooh, who would play the bride who would right Mm -hmm. that would be so good so reese witherspoon has i think the rights to that good if the movie production gets going again Mm -hmm. i would go to that 
Mm-hmm. Sure. That would be a good one. A good yep. field trip. Yeah. All right. So that's that me. That's me. That's all. I'm just going to keep it short and simple. Okay. Excellent. I was going to mention um, love stories uh, because we're in the month. Valentine's Day mm. is coming up on mm-hmm. Monday. So if you're interested in love stories, we have just purchased. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, the snow just came off the roof. It's it like, like an avalanche. avalanche. Um, the Colleen Hoover books oh, that yes. people have been chiming for. I picked up um, three of those. Uh, they're in paperback, but mm-hmm. still. And it was funny because I went into the fiction section and Toadstool's like, no, it's in the romance section, which I didn't realize oh. they segregated. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm kind of never in that aisle because I think of Daniel Steele as romance and they put that in the regular hardcover fiction area. Mm-hmm. So she kind of turned me around the corner and mm-hmm. there they all were. I was like, wow. okay, this section. So I picked up some new love stories. Plus there's the good old ones. And then we have some movies like Harry Met Sally, right? Like oh, that's kind yeah. of a Valentine's Day yeah, movie. Yeah. But um, feel free to stop in for uh, love stories this week. We'll help you pick some. And is there any book you love, Miss Joanne, that you oh. just give to everybody? Or <laughs> I love The Gentleman in Moscow. Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. So I, I tend to give that out a lot. I know we've talked about it before, but um, sometimes people come in and say, well, someone just did it this morning. They're like, anything good, right? And, and we try and put a book in their hand that we love. Yeah. Right now, right now, I don't have a love story book, but you know I love the Night Circus. I love that one. Oh, yeah, that's I've a good never one. read that. You Ooh, you gotta read it. I don't know why. Well, maybe you wouldn't good. like it. Is it magical? It's magical it's reality. Magical. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's your genre. It's my favorite. That would be my favorite if I had to say. Right. But or of course Harry Potter. I've just finished reading book. Well, because of our Harry Potter book club, I've reread them. I'm rereading them. I just reread four. So I'm starting on five, but um, I'm quite busy right now with planning. So yeah, you got some stuff on your plate. My, <laughs> yeah, um, Harry Potter summer, all the children's book clubs. I was yeah, this so is your so yeah, life. reading for pleasure right now is not. I mean, I do find pleasure, but I'm not reading for myself. Right I love now. audiobooks, and that's no secret but I find that I can get a lot more done audio wise Mm -hmm. and right now I'm having a hard time picking up a book because it's a busy time Mm -hmm. Um, so it has to be something like light so I'm currently loving any self-help section Mm. that's the area so Mm. I bought this book and I posted it on my Instagram because this was a weird coincidence so pretty cover I'm at Toadstool in January and I'm like okay this is like the habit book time you know pick up something new so I saw this cover beautiful cover it's called State Change and I didn't even read what it was about. The type, the code, the subtitle is "End Anxiety, Beat Burnout, and Ignite New Basal Baseline of Energy and Flow." And like, I'm just thinking, like, yeah, okay, like this fills a genre. Not really thinking of it. And then one of my podcasts that I listen to comes up, and the author is on the podcast. Oh, I'm like, hey, wow. that's that book I just bought. And then mm. another person, in, and I saw it on Instagram. I'm like, okay, is this an algorithm or is this like a legit book? So it's a legit book about addressing your health. And, you know, that was one of my mm-hmm. resolutions, health as well. So um, it's about like, you know, going back to the slow doctor. Instead of going into the doctor and saying like, hey, I've got this issue. And they say, I have a drug for you. Um, mm. It's a more holistic approach to you go to the doctor and they like talk about your history. Like, where do you work? Like, do you have a friend group? Like, so they understand the stressors of your life, mm. not just what, like, oh, you're exhausted? Here, take mm-hmm. this. So right. it was interesting. And the podcast, same thing. So I thought, 
It might be an algorithm, right? Someone's listening to me. They're listening. <laughs> They're, listening. <laughs> They're listening, but it's okay. But it was a good coincidence. It's like, good hey, that someone's listening. That's that book I bought that I'm reading, that I'm loving, <laughs> that is also on this podcast. It gave it like legitimacy, I guess. Yeah. But uh, that's my that's my favorite. Those are the books I love that you could just pick up and put down, and maybe you learn something from um, rather than a giant novel or you know something mm-hmm. like that. So it's hard. My book club titles. You're probably in the same situation. Like you're not pressure, but you have yes a no, deadline. It's pressure. For yeah, sure. There's yeah, pressure. we have deadlines. Yeah. For our book clubs, but also yeah. we have our leisure reading. Mm-hmm. So that audiobook yeah. really helps. So if you are interested in looking for audiobooks for free, Hoopla and Overdrive. I do love mm-hmm. Hoopla. We all have yeah. a ton of stuff on yeah. hold. It's awesome to get the notification that says Malibu Rising's in for you. And I'm like, oh gosh, another book. <laughs> all right, we have Lou coming in in a couple of minutes. I'm going to put it on pause and we'll get the cookies ready because we know he loves them. He does love and a good cookie. We hope he shows up because weather's not great today. <laughs> he might be out managing the roads because he knows what he's too. doing. But we'll hope that he comes in. We'll see him soon. We'll see you in a minute. All right, we're back with Lou Springer. He just came in the door right on time, and Mm -hmm. we bribed him with coffee and cookies. So he might stay a while. And I have a lot of questions for him. Mm -hmm. So welcome, Lou. I burned my tongue. (laughs) That was not planned. Very hot coffee. Do I have to speak up or anything? No, I think it's pretty sensitive. I think it's pretty sensitive, and you're kind of sitting across from us. And because you're drinking, you don't have to wear your mask. So keep drinking that coffee and eating those cookies. And we'll ask you some questions about yourself. Um, This is what I know about you for sure, is that you are the chairman of the Cemetery Trustees. You're a member of the Lamson Farm Commission. You're a very sought-after snowplower. You have all the equipment to clear those driveways. Only locally. I don't go far. Excellent. You're a biker. You're a skier. You I'm, have a, a, I'm a double biker. You're a double biker. We're going to talk about that. You love solar power. I have solar power. You're a fantastic dog lover. Yep. A passion for trees. Yep. And you just turned 78. Yep, yep. All right, yep. so you have a lot of wisdom to share with us. So I'm going to touch a little bit on all of those, but what we always ask our interview person is, how did you land in Mont Vernon? How are you here? How far back should I go? The beginning. How did you yeah. end up in Mont Vernon? However, did we get so lucky? <laughs> the beginning. I'm a New Yorker. New York. New like York. Long Island? New York City. Oh. oh. No one uh, would believe that. Mm-hmm. Look at this lumberjack <laughs> in front of us. I, I uh, lived in Brooklyn until I was 12. And we moved to Staten Island, which was country back then, relatively speaking. And, uh, <clears throat> and I went to Rutgers, which is in New Jersey. Then I was in the Navy for four years. Mm-hmm. And when I got out of the Navy, looking for work, my sister had moved to Massachusetts. And I came up. Stayed with her while looking for a job. Got a job in Burlington, Mass. And uh, lived in an apartment for maybe half a year with my wife and young baby at the time. And I don't know, New Hampshire kind of always intrigued me. Uh, Wow, I could live in New Hampshire, wow. And uh, so we looked up here for a house, bought a house in Merrimack for Eighteen thousand three hundred dollars. Wow! Wow! <laughs> that wouldn't even get you <laughs> a car now. No. <laughs> it was an unfinished cape. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and we bought another house in Merrimack. Then I got divorced. Lived in Nashua for about a half a year, maybe. Went looking, went house hunting again. Almost bought a house in Nashua. In fact, I had put the money down. 
Um, but then the, the owners had previously shown it to somebody else who they wanted it to sell it to, so it wound up with them. So I kept looking, and I wound up buying a two-family house in Milford. Oh, Milford so, resident first. Yeah, yeah. And that, that brought me to the area. And then I bought a couple of other houses in Milford. For a while, I had a two-family and a three-family, but decided that wasn't for me. I wasn't going to be a real estate mogul. Ah, <laughs> I tend a lot to, of work. I tend to want to do everything myself, so with it, it was just uh, it sucked me in too much, so I had no time for anything else. Anyway, got rid of that. Um, I'd always wanted uh, some land. So while we still lived in Milford, we bought a place in Limeborough. I'll eventually get to Milford. I'm following you. I got you from Milford to Limeborough. But we didn't live there. It was a cottage with a bunch of land. Um, and then, you know, I wanted to get a place with land, particularly in Francistown. I wanted to move to Francistown oh. really bad. So cute. Because I loved it. But my wife, my second wife now, Sandy. Love her. Uh, um, didn't want to go that far. And I was a runner back then, and I saw an ad for a place up here in Mount Vernon, where we are now. So I went running by one day, drove up and ran around the area. And I wasn't that impressed with it. Mm, it's a beautiful spot. Uh, as it turns out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I told Sandy about it, and she saw that as a compromise. Mm. Oh, I wouldn't have to go to Francistown. <laughs> She can oh, still wow. get to the grocery store, right? But right. it feels very country. Far. You're on a yeah. dirt road, yep. right? I, I love that. A yeah. stone throw from Lambton Farm. Yep, 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 yep. And right in the trail system. Yep. Plenty of parking for all your vehicles, all, all your boy toys out there. All that. So, how long yeah. have you lived in that house? Well, we bought it in January '92. Oh, not that long then. Why did I think longer? And, uh, I mean, 30 that's years. thirty years. That's thirty years. I'm showing but, my age. But we didn't that's not that long we didn't there. live there for a while. Oh, you didn't? It was unlivable. Oh, that house was unlivable. That was unlivable. Oh my goodness. I don't know so you if you've heard it. stories about about the previous owner. No, I do not spread such gossip. <laughs> Mar- At pre my time. Marjorie Flippy. She uh, her husband died way back when, in the '60s maybe. So she was alone for a long time. An animal lover. There's all sorts of stories I used to hear about her taking in strays. Oh. You know, even if, you know, <laughs> even if she knew somebody owned it, she'd right. bring it home. Oh, that's my cat. <laughs> and uh, anyway, the house. And she had to be the house when we bought it had not been lived in for a year. She she oh. had to be removed. She had Alzheimer's or something similar. Mm-hmm. So some friends got together apparently and put her in the summer or something in Peterborough, a home in Peterborough. I never met the lady. <clears throat> anyway, she was uh, was on the market, and uh, a state appo- a state appointed what do you call it? Um, Appraiser? No, no, no. Somebody who looks after somebody. Oh yeah. Um, Amy. Oh, fetching that word. I can't think of the, I can't <laughs> fetch like a guardian. The word. No. What? Like a guardian? Yeah, cause, yeah, yeah, something like that. The she was looking after her affairs. She was appointed by the state because she didn't have any relatives or anything and she mm. was incompetent and uh, anyway uh place was for sale it was a total disaster the first i'll never forget we we uh went to the kitchen door um jerry griffin's wife joanne joanne she was a real estate agent she was showing us um 
he'd open the kitchen door and it was <gasps> oh no with the smell oh no it was a disaster and it turned out there had been rats in the kitchen oh. ceiling excuse me urinating in the kitchen ceiling oh, no. and it just you know the smell was just totally overwhelming <gasps> <laughs> wow. This is you knew before you bought it or is this No, we hadn't bought it yet. Oh, you it's hadn't first bought it. Yet. Okay. It. Oh my goodness. It was it was bad. And then the the floor, you'd walk in the house and the living room and dining room floor. <laughs> <laughs> so did you just have the rosiest glasses on? You said I can. No, we this? we went up the next day and walked the land, and the land is it's thirty acre piece of land. It's, old, it's an old hill farm. It actually used to have, uh, there's a 125 acre piece behind it that's owned by the Sally and Tom Wilkins that used to go with the farm. Um, but anyway, a beautiful piece of land, just fell in love with it. So we bought it, but we didn't move in until 95. Gotta get the wraps up. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I worked on it on weekends for several years. Wow. Well, it's a love story. So that's then. how we got to Mount Vernon. Well, welcome nice. to Mount Vernon. That's a good story. Um, there's one with every house, practically. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that. And you are perfectly positioned out there to be um, a helper to Lampson Farm. What's your role on Lampson Farm? So that's kind of our town-owned farm. And are you on the board? Uh, actually, it's unclear if I'm on the board right now, but I'm, I'm at least a, a friend. You're a maintenance person. I'll either be on the board or a friend till I die, probably. Um, I actually am the contact for the tenant. Because so you're, you're so close, you could be there in a hot minute if somebody right. had a pipe break, right? Right. So if there's a problem, I get the phone call. Uh-huh. Well, I love Lampson Farm. It's gorgeous out there. Absolutely. Um, I think the magical hour is like 4 o'clock and after the sunset. Do you have a favorite mm-hmm. time at the farm? I'm more of a morning person, mm-hmm. so... So I, I tend Joanne's garden out there, so yeah. I sometimes don't get there to the end of yeah. the night. And in the summer, it's like oh, spectacular. Yeah. Oh. Like you imagine that it's like, you know, the old days where there's no cars and there's just, it's yeah. so quiet and beautiful. Yeah. So I imagine your house is, you know, Yeah, We could sit on our porch. The house is close to the road, although it's screened well with a bunch of shrubbery, which it looks like somebody's not taking care of the house, but we love the fact that it blocks uh, the road a little bit. I think the so opposite. We, it's like a mystery cottage here. Yeah, right? so sometimes we can sit there. Like I remember when my sisters were up, we sit on the front porch, and 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 a horse goes. You know, some horse riders go by, Aww. and no cars. So no cars. Um, are you the keeper of the mugs around um, the trail system? Is that I'm you? I'm not the keeper, but I'm <laughs> I'm uh, guilty as charged. Okay, so <laughs> if you're venturing into Lampson Farm on the trail system and you come across a mug, what are you supposed to do with, when you see, is it just like a message or should we be adding it's mugs? It's nothing. No, it's nothing? Just leave it. Okay, <laughs> I thought it was like a game or a scavenger no. of some sort. I, I always have coffee when I walk in the morning. I don't uh-huh. I don't seem to be walking the trails as much as I used to. i got to get back into that. Mm-hmm. But I'll have a mug with me and the coffee's gone. Mm-hmm. So I'll hang it somewhere. Well, I, I travel the Yellow Trail quite often. So the Yellow chilling. Trail is the best short trail. It's the best short yeah. trail. It's beautiful. And you can make it longer by taking a left or right afterwards. Oh, but yeah. if you have a half hour, I recommend the Yellow Trail. And Absolutely. Thank, thank you for all the maintenance. It's um, yeah. a little secret. I, I try and toot the horn about it because I think more yeah. people should get out there. Yeah. And uh, it's a gem. In June, when the mountain laurel blooms. It's gorgeous. Oh, right? yeah. Really gorgeous. So 
All right, another big role you play in town. Um, look at all this volunteerism he mm-hmm. does. You don't get paid for this role, I don't think, but uh, you sit as the chairman of the cemetery trustees, correct? No pay. No pay. <laughs> no stipend attached yeah. to that. How long have you been that role? I'm up for election again this year. Oh, I've, you're I've a lost, candidate. I've lost, this will be my last three-year term, I think. Oh, no. Um, but anyway, how long? I don't know. It's been two terms or three terms, so six to nine years. I lost track. Why Why did you want to be in this role? Like, what's your passion for cemetery? I had no desire to be a cemetery trustee. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Back when, uh, uh, what's her name, up the street was the town clerk. Jeanette Vinton. Jeanette Vinton was the town clerk. I went in to register my vehicles in January, right around when the people sign up to Declaration of oh. Candidacy. And, and nobody was running. I'm lucky. Why did you run for cemetery trustee? And I did. Um, it could be <laughs> it could be your legacy because you have done a lot of work in that cemetery. There are fantastic trees. It's like a park in there. And you've uh, done why don't you talk about what you've done to replace the trees? Well, I'm a tree nut, so that's the one thing that attracted me to the cemetery. I, I have this vivid memory of um, two cemeteries. When I lived in Staten Island, there was one uh, that owned the land across the street from my house, and the actual cemetery was very close, and I used to walk through there with the beautiful trees. And then there was another cemetery in the town I went to high school that just had these huge, big, beautiful, ancient trees. And cemetery and trees stuck together mm. in, my, in my mind and uh, so when the cemetery opportunity came up I was also thinking trees mm-hmm. and so we have those beautiful sugar maples that line the front of the cemetery but they're quite old and we've lost some and had to take a few down in my time even and uh, so I thought it would be important to get some replacements going and and expand it a little. Um, it is so, important uh, because that is how many year old cemetery? Way back, 1800, 1700. Right, the original mm, graves of town right. are in there. So right. it's um, art history, it's a monument, there are some fantastic statues in there, yeah. and it's always going to be there. So it's, it needs to be tended, yeah. but we're coming up on a new cemetery project. What's that going to look like? So for people who don't know anything about the new cemetery project, and it might be a lot of people. Well, the town, uh, some years ago, in a very good move, um, purchased some land right behind the library here on on the hill um, for the purpose of a future cemetery. So it's positioned behind the post office. Behind the post office. Way up at the top, right? The cemetery portion uh, would be at the top. And that land was purchased by freeing up some uh, perpetual care trust money that the cemetery had accumulated over the years. A lot of money that really wasn't being used and was just growing and growing and growing. So through a legal process, uh, some of that money was freed up to help buy this land. And then the library trustees also threw in some money and uh, together this land was bought for those purposes. That's exciting. Um, as we look forward to the new cemetery, do you have any vision for what it might look like? Like, what are the uh, trends in cemeteries? Uh, like, <laughs> so I heard, not, so the baby boomers are kind of changing 
how cemeteries are yeah. going to be. Well, there'll definitely be uh, green burials taken into account. What's a so green burial? That's the problem. What is a green burial? Is that it's like, not, so I not, heard it's like a capsule, like you're buried you, in an organic. You could define it 10 different ways, and uh -huh. it's probably been defined 10 different ways. <laughs> so, so it's uh, not just cremation and straight burials and coffins. There might be a third option? Absolutely. Huh. And, uh, you know, one of the simplest one is the body doesn't get um, embalmed at all with all those terrible chemicals and stuff. <laughs> And uh, it doesn't get involved. You maybe get wrapped in a sheet or something, and a, dug, a grave dug, and you put it in the ground. Interesting. It'd be a green burial. Another version is, you know, you can get to plant a tree on it, which you can't in a regular cemetery. Oh. And uh, I know there's probably other options, but there are some towns that have done it already. I know Wilton has, so um, we could follow some examples that have already been done. I just have to. So do you think in your three-year term that's left, like, will you be engaging with a landscape designer? Is that the phase you're in? Are you starting to think no, about that? No, not yet, but maybe by the end of my three-year term here, we definitely have to be... Right, because um, the law says, it, did you know this? I looked up the law. You have to provide a burial space for your residents, right, by law. So they don't leave it up to the taxpayer, right? Because maybe the taxpayer would say, yeah, we're not really, really want to pay for that thing. So you're using funds, perpetual funds, Cypre funds type money that has specifically set aside to make sure that we have burial grounds. No, well, perpetual care money is just, this can get a little complicated. Right. I buy a grave, you gotta maintain it. Yeah, but in gone. the old days it was optional. Oh, <laughs> did you and skip mowing one person? And back, <laughs> you know, back when town had a few hundred people and you bought perpetual care, a list was kept, you know, this, this lot, perpetual care with this much money and then you know it's, it's all taken up in the into the trust funds and tracked and the money grows and uh, that money legally has to be used to care for that single grave Interesting. which is why we had to go through a legal process to extract money by the Cypre legal process thing to be used for another purpose to buy this land for the new cemetery well I'm particularly interested because I'd love to be buried up there. I think a room with a view is a nice place to end um, your final <laughs> yeah. days here and a good place for people to come visit if they ever were to visit. Right? Um, we had a visitor come to the library. Um, an older gentleman came and he dropped off the original plans for the wrought iron gates to the cemetery that you currently manage That's because correct. his father was the blacksmith. Right. And these plans are hand drawn, they're right. perfection. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And they're dated and I signed. That. And so we passed that yeah. off to you. Yeah. Any chance there would be gates on this library that would mimic it, or would you be on inspired? The, on the new cemetery? Yeah, like will it be gates or a stone wall? What will it look like? Well, you, yeah, there's definitely something across the front. Um, as you're coming up the hill, I could envision, you know, a nice gate, maybe duplicating mm. this one. That would be perfect. Oh, that would be beautiful. Yeah. Um, Keep it going, right? Right. And that would define it, you know. All right, well, I've planted the seed on that mm, idea. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're off. We're off, a little off of topic, but I wanted to ask about the tree removal because you are a tree lover, and part of the cemetery plot had to recently have some work done. Um, and maybe townspeople don't know why that was done. Do you want to talk about that? The forestry. Yeah, plant? the um, the land that was purchased is called Lot 445. <clears throat> it's largely forested. 
except for what is known as the cornfield, which is very visible behind the post office. And that land, which I've walked many, many times, had uh, not been uh, touched in any way for, I don't know, probably a hundred years. Um, and it has some very nice large trees, but it was largely uh, overgrown. And um, so we developed a, a, a forestry management plan or a forestry stewardship plan um, as to how to treat it and what to do with it. And then proceeded to uh, have a first harvest, which was just accomplished uh, in December or November. Mm -hmm. And, uh, very noticeable like like one day there was the full forest up there and the next day you just saw you know like single trees but like the yeah. biggest and best trees they left yeah it's very open now and um, I have a thing which I call <clears throat> if you look at there's all different ways to look at the woods and the forest and uh, one way is to maximize income um, from it which is not the best way Another way is to take just sort of a multifaceted approach where whatever you do when you uh, do something to it, you take into account uh, many things being aesthetics, wildlife, um, regeneration, things like that, in addition to the income from selling trees, which is what we tried to do. And then in there, there are many large, what you might call extra-large trees, which I call heritage trees, um, which are actually too large for an average sawmill, so they wouldn't want to cut them. But what might happen if, if that lot was managed for just money, let's say, and future income, those extra-large trees would just be cut and left to, to rot so that... You know, more new, new trees forest. come up, and in 50 or 100 years, you got a nice crop of trees. But that ignores the um, the value of those big old trees. A lot of them are what I would also call wildlife trees, because they have cavities and uh, are good for birds and other critters, uh, even porcupines. There's one particular tree that's fallen down now that had been a porcupine tree for probably, I don't know, dozens of years because there was this huge mound of flowing out the bottom of porcupine pine poop. <laughs> anyway, those large old trees have value aesthetically and, and other ways. So we made a point of leaving uh, a lot of those, especially in the area behind the pond going up. Um, well, I know some of the vision for the new cemetery was also like a park-like setting, so it makes sense not to clear the entire lot. Oh right? no, you, never, you wouldn't want to clear it. It would be right. a, a jungle for 50 years, you know. It'd be awful. Yeah, and the idea also is now using some of the skid trails, we can develop a trail system for walking in there. I know yeah. that when the library architect looked at the parcel, like as a blind person who doesn't live here, right, he's yeah. looking at it for the first time, he saw it as like a campus, which was an interesting perspective, and he saw the trail system from having go woods that could potentially connect right, you know, by the transfer station and up through the cemetery and over to Main Street. And I never kind of really saw it that way, but there is a lot of potential to connect to the community yeah. um, through a trail system. Once yeah. the cemetery, maybe the new yeah. library, the pond and the post office become right. like a new epicenter of town. Right. And it's really close to the center of yeah. town, which 
which is really nice. You don't see, you don't feel that way because the trees are in the way right now. You know, you kind of see this, you know, barrier. Yeah. Um, but that might not be there later. Yeah. One, so. one interesting thing is usually when there's a, a timber harvest or a timber cut, you get a lot of complaints because mm -hmm. people don't really know what's they going on. They were chattering on, on chatter. They're cutting all the trees. Mm. <laughs> not all the trees, but you know, it, we didn't have any complaints. No, it was exciting. So, yeah. You know, and, people uh, are curious, but it's also critical. a view right now. If you go up in there, in some met. of the high spots, you can see pretty far. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope to see that soon once we get up back up that hill. Maybe I'll go sledding up there. <laughs> it's a good hill. All right, uh, my last question and comment to you is: um, If we have a spring gala this year, will you be in the parade? In the parade. In the parade. Oh, I'd probably ride a tractor. Yeah. Um, are you part of the tractor club? I'm not. I'm in no formal tractor club. Oh, you are. I thought you no. were. No. Uh, well, you and I uh, worked together when the library hosted Spring Gala for a number of years. You provided the the ever so needed stage for the oh, talent okay. yeah. show, yeah. and that is it called a flatbed. What do you call it's that? A, it's a uh, equipment trailer, gooseneck equipment trailer. Right. But it had a long length, 24 feet, so it made a... Not everybody has that park. Made in a their, stage of sorts. Right. It was a fantastic stage. Mm -hmm. and we always were challenged with decorating it, and um, whoever was the uh, grand marshal would have to get up on the stage and accept their, you know, award. Yeah. And we were always trying to shovel them up, you know. Yeah. There's not really a staircase to yeah. that. But now we, we rent, boo, we rent a stage for safety yeah. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so I just better. wanted to thank you and remind you of that contribution to town. And yeah. you were also in the parade usually as a, as a tractor driver, which defines our community. So I thank you for sharing your equipment, both the stage yeah. and the tractor. All right, we are approaching the speed round. Um, this is where you ask five questions very quickly. Don't overthink it. Just say what you think your answer is. Are you ready? I guess. All right. Cremation or burial? Cremation. Really? <gasps> you might change my mind. All right. Your favorite tree? White pine. White pine. Your favorite cookie flavor? Crispy chocolate chip. Okay. I'm going to work on that because I gave you sugar cookies with sprinkles today. Oh, I didn't even have one yet. Yeah. Do you have, and you probably do, a secret talent? Secret what? Secret talent. Nobody would believe about you. Uh, <clears throat> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a I have this ability to uh, memorize places with oh. pictures in my head. That is a gift. And I got also I have a whole large library of them. So you can you go back to that place? Is yeah. That you can just see yeah. it and you're there. Yeah. That is a gift. Mm, very nice. I'm gonna be careful next time we're somewhere. Um, all right, here's our last and one. And this is this is a library. Oh. I love books where I can make my own reality or all right. whatever. That's my last question. <laughs> the last book that you read. Well. Or your favorite. This Either is. One. Lately, I've become more accustomed to listening to books through Audible. I do too. That's still reading. That's still reading. And all I, for years and years, I was an avid reader. I don't seem to read actual books much anymore. But I use books. I also use them for a purpose. Like, uh, and it started with Louise Penny and her gamache uh, detective stuff up in Quebec. 
And um, <clears throat> I found when listening to Louise Penny books at night, they would put me to sleep. <laughs> oh. So I, it became, it's become a habit now. I've gone through it, all of her books. It's a sleepy name? <laughs> and it takes forever sometimes to get through a book because mm-hmm. I might just listen to it. I'd put it on for 30 minutes and I might be gone before I heard hit 30 minutes. That's a good goal, 30 minutes a yeah. night because most I, books are about 10 and, hours. And then I got to back up. And, anyway, more recently, I got into Chixin Lu. I don't know that. Chinese science fiction oh, writer. Oh, yes, the, the three, three body, body The three body problem. This crazy, wild, uh-huh. fantastic science fiction stuff. This guy's got an imagination like you won't believe. But it's hard to follow because the, the names are Chinese names. So I found that he put me to sleep really fast. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> and it's a trilogy. Right, so I who think needs it took sleeping me, pills when you yeah. can just read? <laughs> I think it took a year or two to me to get through those, that trilogy. Wow. And then more recently, I just finished uh, the book of Coley, or the story of Coley, which is by a guy named M.R. Carey, which is sort of a dystopian thing. Very good memory. Was, yeah. I can never fetch it's the It's something opposite. about trees, isn't it? Is, aren't are they, no, it's not, oh, well, yeah, there's a big element in this tree. Well, the right. trees turn, have turned vicious. Yes. The trees have turned bad. That's, you're, kill the, you. <laughs> you're the second person I know that's, that's mentioned that book recently. So I feel like I... That's yeah, interesting. The it's universe this is dystopian thing it. that takes place yeah. in what mm. was once England, I guess. Mm. I've seemed to really like dystopian stuff as I've gotten older. Excellent. Those are all good recommendations. Yeah. Well, for sure, we're going to see you around town. I hope we'll see you at Meet the Candidate night in case somebody wants to. You're running unopposed, correct? So that's just a good information night. And we have a school board member race and we have a selectman race. So we're hoping for a good turnout there for people to ask their questions. And if you're going to be in the parade, we'll see you there. Uh, But we're looking forward to you have a kind of a road warrant article this year associated with the cemetery. So we're hoping people come out and learn about the road warrant and um, why you need a road to your cemetery and and what they might be voting for. I cannot campaign for said warrant article, but um, I do hope that you get your road to the cemetery this year. Thank you. And thank you for coming. And um, what else do we have to say, Amy? Love where you live? Yeah. Love where you live. Get to town meeting. Get registered to vote. We'll see you in March. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a podcast before town meeting, oh, good. I think, Perfect. Um, to catch everybody up on, on what happened at Meet the Candidate Night and what well, we won't know who won yet, but pretty soon we'll know. That's true. Right? Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Lou. Take another cookie for the road. I didn't have one. You deserve it. We'll take that. two then. Take I two. Have, I didn't have one. Yet. Take three and we'll make you another cup of coffee. All right. Bye, everybody.